This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And a good morning to you. I am joined this morning by Master Gardener Teresa Rooney. Teresa, good morning. Good morning, Denny. How are you this morning? Well, I'm doing well, but I'm a little bit concerned because not that I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop, but looking at all this uh, these temperatures in the forecast, uh, I got a feeling this this uh, this lack of snow and cold weather is going to hurt something. It's going to hurt things. Yeah, things are going to suffer. It, we're we're going to have, and we've had two or three years of drought behind it. So the trees and the shrubs are really stressed already. So we're going to see some damage, and we're going to have to do be very careful with what we do in our yards. I didn't follow the whole or read the whole story. I just saw a headline that said something about our trees, and you kind of just mentioned it now. Mm-hmm. Our trees are going to be suffering. It just is it because of just the lack of moisture we're talking about, or what? It's the lack of moisture. It's also the warmer weather allows those insects that sometimes get winter killed not to be winter killed. So things like your emerald ash borer and things like that, they didn't get hit much this winter at all. So they're going to be out there in, in full force. And and this warmer weather also allows a lot more other insects to come in that we don't want in here. So 
there's all of that. It also means that if you're planning on maple syruping um, in March, you may want to have to move that up to February, yeah. and it may be a real short season. So you just this is when we as gardeners have to learn to really pay attention to our plants and not do what we've always done, but just be more aware of what's going on and and respond to what's in our yards. Not just that we've always done this on this date and we always do this. We have to now be very more intuitive, more um more in touch with what's actually going on in the yards Pretty. and pay attention to what we're seeing. Pretty crazy. It is something. By the way, if you have any kind of a lawn or garden question, and if you're a regular listener to the show, you know we tend to get very busy here. So we'd love to help you out. So don't wait. Call or text. If you want to call in and chat with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, great. If you want to just send a text, if that's easier. Uh, Either way, here's the one number to get it done. 651-461-9226. Teresa, texter says this. uh, Last week's show uh, we're going to look up when it was safe to prune apple trees in this lovely, crazy weather. Do we still wait a while until it gets colder again, or do we do it now? So, all right, uh, trimming, pruning apple trees. What do you think? I would say go ahead and do it now. Uh, it's it's cool enough at night where where we should be okay. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't wait and hope that it's going to get cooler again. I would get to it sooner rather than later. Yeah, keep in mind, well... Who knows? It, it's only the 3rd of February, so anything It is only the here. 3rd of February, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Texter says. Last fall, we consulted with a local landscaper to refresh the landscape in our front foundation area to be done this spring. We have established small trees and yews and hydrangeas. Uh, they'll be adding landscape rock. Our one concern is they no longer use landscape fabric, only plastic. We've always been told not to use plastic. What are your thoughts? Um, personally, I have to say I'm biased against landscape rock. Uh, Me too. The, the, the fabric and the and the landscape fabric and the plastic that you put underneath it deteriorates. And as it's deteriorating, dust and leaves and things like that fall in amongst the rock and, and create organic matter. So then weed seeds can come up easily. So... And I tell people this, and they don't believe me, but if you're going to do landscape rock, you have to be willing to pull the entire thing out every five to ten years, wash the rock, put down new fabric or plastic underneath, and put the rocks back. <laughs> because that's literally what you have to do wow. to keep it looking good. So if at all possible, I would switch from 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 rocks to uh, like wood chips or something like that. Um, you don't have to ever pull that up. You don't have to put fabric or plastic underneath it. Um, that, that That's what I would do. And, and that decomposes and adds organic matter to your soil and helps your trees and shrubs. And it creates a more natural environment. You don't see a lot of trees and shrubs naturally growing in piles of rocks. Yeah. They usually have fat wood and and chips and leaves around them. That's how nature works. So um, rock has its place, but I, I don't think in the home landscape people realize how how intensive work it could be to deal with it. I, I, I know that, that over the years, and I tried my hand at rock many years ago, and so did the previous owner. Even before I started doing it in certain areas, it's like these critters reproduce because I don't care how how many tons of rock you think you've you've shoveled out of there and or raked out it's of there? It's more. 
They're There's down more. there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. But, but it's but I, I, it, getting back to the, 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 the you know the mulch the wood mulch which is great. Mm-hmm. But you're saying you don't have to put landscape fabric under that material. No. The reason you put the pl- fabric or the plastic under the rock is so the rock does not work its way down into the soil. Right. That's why you put it down there. It's it's not it's sort of to to prevent weeds from coming up, but it's more to prevent your rocks from sinking into the soil. So you want your your um, wood chips and the, and your or in your compost, you want that to sink into the soil and become part of the soil. You want that, so that's why you wouldn't put that down. Um, for this caller or this texter who who is worried about what their landscaper is doing. Um, in that case, if you really want to go with the rocks and you want to put down fabric, why don't you put down the fabric, let them put down the rocks. Yeah. Understand in five to ten years you're going to pull that all up, wash it, clean it, reapply fabric, and then reapply the rocks. Okay. There's Which a labor to me is a lot yeah. of work. That's a lot of work. <laughs> uh, Texture says, great show. I listen to the podcast too. I'm in Blaine and love the show with a warm-up. Iris are coming up. Do I need to protect them if we get a freeze and how would I do that? Cast two, I'm in Blaine and love the show with a warm-up. Iris are coming up. Do I need to protect them if we get a freeze? And how would I do that? You know, our plants will come up. Um, they're, they're saying, hey, it's, you know, it's spring. and There's more light. There's more warmth. There's more moisture in the soil available to them. The little critters are working, waking up in the soil. Uh, so you're going to see some of this come up. Uh, what you can do is just understand that most of the flowers themselves are below the surface. So even if we get a frost, it might damage the leaves and they'll look icky all season long, but the flowers will be fine. If you're really worried about it, if we're going to get a heavy frost, uh, 25 degrees or something like that, you can go ahead and put a sheet or a blanket over those. Use fabric. Do not put plastic over that. And just, just put that over it. Or if you have a bag of leaves, put the bag of leaves over it and then pull the leaves off once the frost that has disappeared. And just keep that bag of leaves there or keep a blanket in the porch so you can just quickly toss it over those those plants you want to protect, just like you would in the fall, only this is in reverse. It's in the spring. Very good. If you're just joining us, Master Gardener Teresa Rooney answering those lawn and garden questions this morning on our Smart Garden Show. Let's grab a phone call, Teresa. I do believe John is uh, calling in from Menominee this uh, morning. Thanks, John. What's your question for Teresa? Yes, good morning. I have a red dogwood that needs trimming. So my question is, now the time to do it, and how low can I trim it? John, that's an excellent question, and thanks for that. Now is the perfect time to be trimming your dogwood. You can prune that back to the ground or two or three inches if you want, or just prune it to shape. Uh, So whatever is working for you all the way down. uh, And if you're only going to prune part of it, uh, you only you want to prune out those bigger branches, those bigger stems that are not as pretty red as the others are. Uh, the newer stems will always be more red and then get more gray with age. So you want to prune out those old gray things and um, pull up the, let the, the nice red come through. You can trim the whole bush down to the ground if you want to. Hmm, interesting. Teresa, hang on. We'll uh, take okay. a quick break. Invite our listeners to join in on this conversation, either by phone or by text, 651-461-9226. Right now in the Twin Cities, kind of typical for this time of year, uh, this time of day, we lose a degree. Now 32 degrees on our way to around 40 here on News Talk 830 WCCO.
Had a good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour. Thanks to folks like Master Gardener Teresa Rooney for answering all of those lawn and garden questions every Saturday morning. Uh, Teresa, today's no exception. Have a bunch of text messages and, of course, welcoming phone calls as well on 651-461-9226. Okay. Uh, back at it. Should we remove tree wrap on new trees and older trees as well? The tree wrap, if it's the plastic, the hard plastic, you can remove that in March once the danger of rabbits and deer have, have lessened for them um, to girdle the tree. Uh, and then you can put it back on again in November if you want to. If you have the hard white plastic, I suggest cutting it into two sections. So you have two halves that you just duct tape back together each year. That way you don't have to fight. I find that plastic gets very hard to move in the cold and you can scratch trees and and, wreck, and destroy the bark that way. If you're just using paper tape, I would definitely take that off in, say, March or April, once the danger, again, of uh, snow plows and things like that, throwing snow against the tree trunks have has passed. Okay. I love maple syrup, but this question is, what do you know, if anything, about tapping black walnuts for syrup? Or I syrup? Haven't, yep, syrup. I syrup. haven't done it. I would... I would uh, look into it a little bit more. I think it can be done. I haven't heard of that in particular. I know people sometimes tap birch and, and uh, the the maples that they have in their yard. Um, I, I think it would, should be okay. I just don't know what the final resulting syrup would be and how much, how much water is in that that you have to boil down. But uh, double check to make sure it's okay to tap it and go for it then. And right. Good luck to you. Let's grab a phone call, Teresa. Dan, calling in this morning from a white bear, I do believe. Dan, thank you. What is your question for Teresa? Question, uh, I like uh, your program. I love it. Vila uh, mix seeds, and if I I would like to do it, but it will be hard to defer even the creeping Charlie, where is it? <laughs> you won't be able to do anything with that because it will be everything mixed, and... <laughs> So, so, so beelons. Yep. So you you would have to remove the creeping Charlie first. Uh, so you'd have to actually get down there and pull out all the creeping Charlie manually. Pull it out. That's probably the the best way to do it as much as you can. And then plant your your beelon. And then just be very vigilant and keep when you start seeing the little creeping Charlie guys come up. Little creeping Charlie guys. The little creeping Charlie seedlings come up. Um, get out there and pull them out. Uh, don't let them take hold and just, just gently pull each one out that you see. Uh, that would probably be the best thing. Uh, but if you can remove as much as you can first, Dan, um, and of the Creeping Charlie, that will give you a better chance of establishing that bee lawn. Good luck with that. Thanks for okay. liking the show. Very good. Yeah, thanks for your comment. Appreciate that. My friend Texter says that my spruce that is dying from the top down has spider mites. Can spraying save the tree from losing more needles? Um, the spider mites shouldn't be enough to kill the tree. It probably has uh, some kind of other fungal disease, I'm thinking. I would, first of all, get that checked out by a certified arborist. Um, your friend may or may not be a certified arborist, but you need to get up there and actually see what's happening to the tree, uh, whether it's a needle cast or what you're seeing out there. Uh, and then you can just spray with, with a strong stream of water, and that knocks off the spider mites. But I would not think that that is what is killing your tree. They may be a secondary because the tree is stressed 
and then it can't respond and, and protect itself as well as it could if it was healthy. And so you may see spider mites as a secondary infection, but that's probably not the real reason why the tree is declining. Speaking of critters, uh, this next text says wood chips are a favorite nesting place for box elder bugs. What can we use against these bugs? Uh, well, I would go to the extension website, extension.umn.edu. Uh, the box elder bugs, while they look kind of intimidating and there's a lot of them sometimes, they don't normally do that much damage. But if you can get to the young ones, uh, you can use insecticidal sprays and things like that. They do move fast, so you do have to, to get in there. Uh, but I would go to the extension.umn.edu and and make sure that you're seeing box elder bugs, and then it'll tell you how to take care of them in the landscape. Yeah, we mentioned that web, great website from time to time, and I'm glad you brought that up. If if, if you have never uh, checked it out, uh, do so because you'll be so glad and so maybe surprised at all the information that all, all uh, these good folks uh, have uh, put in there. Extension.umn.edu. And Great there's so many resource. there's so many things on that website yes. that you all have busy lives. Yeah. You're all running around kids and jobs and work and house and everybody's busy, busy, busy. But there's things sometimes you forget. Like you should be checking your house plants now because they're really stressed and. This is the time when you start to see insects on them. And maybe you want to start planning for your garden. And if you're going to grow vegetables or plant containers, do you want to order seeds? Do you have to order seeds? When do you start those seeds? How do you start those seeds? There's all kinds of wonderful information on that website. So like, nice little reminder, too, about you know stuff you can do and when you should be doing it, just in case life gets a hold of you and you forget some stuff. Yeah, and if uh, if you uh, they have a great uh, lawn section to a whole calendar of Wonderful. of events of when mm-hmm. you should do it and yeah. when and what and all that. Yeah, and there's extension. going to be extension.umn.edu, and there's going to be times on there where there'll be uh, there'll be things that hey, you want to watch out for this to come up, so or, or this in this problem that you may be seeing on your lawns. They'll give you warnings of what you can be watching for, so you can get ahead of any problems that you may encounter. Although this next question is a good one, I never thought I'd be asking it on February 3rd here in the (laughs) Twin Cities. Should I be watering the little shrubs in the tree I planted last summer? Wow. That's an excellent question. And the answer is maybe or perhaps. If If the ground around that tree and shrub is thawed and it's no longer frozen, and we haven't gotten much. We are expecting some rain later this, this week and next week. But yes, if the ground is frozen, no. So walk over, see how your lawn feels. If your lawn feels uh, very stiff still like concrete and you're walking on it. Uh, or you can even just take and go over by the shrub and just kind of dig into the little bit of the topsoil and see how see how unfrozen it is. If it's frozen, don't don't water. If it's thawed, go ahead and water. All right. Very good. Hang on, Teresa. We'll take a break and see what that forecast calls for this coming week. And we'll have about another half hour of our Smart Garden show to come. So if you have any kind of a lawn or garden question for Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, uh, call it in or text it in. 651-461-9226. From News Talk A3O, this is WCCO.
And good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here every Saturday on CCO in the 8 o'clock hour. If you're just joining us, Master Gardener Teresa Rooney answering all those lawn and garden questions. And there are many, as usual, Teresa. 651-461-9226. Uh, let's grab a phone call. Doreen, I think, has been hanging on the line here, calling in from Andover. Doreen, thank you. What is your question? My question is about Creek and Charlie. Um, I've had gardens for many years. I've never had it. I've never seen it till this fall. And I did some little reading about it. So it's in the part of the yard where the deck blocks the sun. And I watered that part of the lawn. You know, uh, I watered the daylights out of it. So now it's Creeping Charlie. And I read that it's kind of, it's more active in the fall. Um, Could I spray during this this warm day stretch? Would that help? Because mm. it seems to be getting, it seems to be growing more over the winter because we have, I suppose, such a mild winter. But mm-hmm. I would say <clears throat> no to the spraying. Uh, and the reason I say that is um, the plants may or may not be actively growing. What they're probably doing now is drawing up energy from their roots, so they're not going to be grabbing a lot of photosynthesizing. And also look at the, uh, the if you purchased a bottle of weed killer herbicide, Read the instructions. Most of the time it will tell you it has to be, say, above 65 or 70 and under 80 or 85. And it it will tell you that it has to be these conditions to spray in. So the label is the law. Read the label and it will tell you whether or not what you're seeing outside temperature and wind and everything else-wise, whether you can use that chemical legally uh, on the Creeping Charlie if you're seeing it growing right now, you can get out there and pull it up. And that, that will get you some fresh air, and, and you won't have to be using any herbicides. You can just really see what the problem is and pull it up. That's how I would attack it at this time of year. Good luck with that, Doreen. I'm, I'm happy for you, I guess, that you now get to experience it like the rest of us. I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Right? Welcome to the club. Uh, and, and like you and your colleagues, Mary and uh, Julie, have suggested fall really is the best time to, uh, to attack Creeping Charlie. So, yeah, good luck with that. the plant is pulling and photosynthesizing like crazy and grabbing energy and bringing it down to its roots. Right now, the plant is using its energy stores and using that energy and going out. So it's an outward energy, not a pulling down. As you know, Teresa, from time to time, listeners will chime in on this. Creeping Charlie will say, Mm -hmm. it makes great tea. It, you can use it as a tea, yes. It's like from the mint family, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Something like, it is. Yeah. And and it's okay in dog yards. Uh, dogs can run on it. It can withstand some, some of that. I would say any time you're using something that you've never used before, um, you're ingesting it as a tea or a new ingredient, a new vegetable, a new whatever that you're doing, go slow just in case you have a reaction to it. Yeah, good so point. So make a small a small. Um, cup of tea and enjoy that and maybe then try it another day and see if it's still good for you if you still feel the same. Good point. A listener wants to know via text, can you still overseed right now in this weather? You should be able to. Uh, There should be no problem. You can see the ground. The ground may or may not be frozen. Uh, You want to make sure that, that you have good seed to soil contact and then if possible, sprinkle a little something on top of those seeds to hide them from the birds. Otherwise, the birds will be very happy that you have seeded grass seed out there. Here's a tough one, I think. Uh, not a landscaping question per se, listener says, but without the snow cover this year, 
They see major vole damage in the grass already. Any suggestions to get rid of these difficult critters? That's a very good question. Uh, go to the extension.umn.edu. You may want to invest in some traps. Uh, you can try some of the, the pesticides that, that annoy them and the fragrances. Uh, voles are hard to get rid of. But once you see them and you know that those are the, the problems that you'll be seeing, the extension website also has some really good information about how you can overseed, how you can take care of that damage that's done in your yard do you have to? Maybe it'll take care of itself. If it's very heavy, then maybe you'll need to start to overseed, and that will be rethinking then. Do you want to use uh, your 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 crabgrass killer and th- preventer and things like that? So so check with the extension website. What do they say about voles? And then go from there and wool damage to your lawn. You know, I was thinking, given this weather, as far as I'm thinking of a positive thing to do, any time of the year, but get to the Arboretum, right? Get to the Arboretum. It's beautiful. It's it's lovely to see what the trees look like with, with their naked glory. You can see what the evergreens look like, their shape and their color in the winter, the color of the dogwoods, uh, the buds that are swelling on the magnolias. You can really see nature in a way that's just a beautiful kind of pared down kind of thing and see what, what it's like in your yard. If you need a little bit of green, head over to the conservatory, uh, get some green, humid air in your lungs and see some pretty flowers. Uh, go to all of the uh, wonderful art demonstrations that they have out there. There's some wonderful classes going on at the Arboretum. Uh, so there's there's so much to do. It's a gem. Do get your reservation. Bring your friends in from out of town. You'll convince them that Minnesota is the best place in the world to live <laughs> because we have the Minnesota Landscape Arboretum. And you do register online. That's how you uh, yep. get reserved there, and it makes parking so easy, it too. makes parking so. wonderful. makes yeah. it a lot easier on you and and just, yeah, bring your cameras, bring your phones, bring your friends, enjoy the day. It's just gorgeous. Is this a good time, Texter says, to trim a Wajula shrub, or should we wait until after it blooms? For the Wajilas, I would wait until after they bloom. They bloom in early summer, so I would wait until just after they bloom and then give them the trim uh, trim earlier. If for some reason you have to prune them now, just understand that you'll be cutting off a lot of blooms. And, and that goes for your lilacs and your all your azaleas and rhododendrons and mock oranges. They have set their buds already in magnolias. Any pruning you do on those guys, you are pruning off flowers. So just understand that. So if it blooms in the early spring or the early summer, wait till just after it blooms and then do the pruning on it. Okay. Let's go back to the phones. Ken calling in from Blaine this morning. Hi, Ken. What's your question for Teresa? Good morning. Um, I was uh, having a question and a comment on uh, buckthorn. Um I was wondering uh, if uh, you were uh, you'd uh, get the, the magazine called Minnesota Conservation Volunteer. The latest issue, which is uh, January and February, has an extensive article on buckthorn and how they are making progress as far as uh, controlling it. Isn't that wonderful news? I, I've seen that magazine, Ken. I don't get it, but I have seen that magazine. And the reason we're making progress on that is because of every single one of you homeowners out there who have worked really hard to bust the buckthorn in your yards and to remove it from as much as possible from your ecosystems so that it doesn't keep spreading into our forests and our riversides. 
and and our and, and those areas those wild areas so I personally send out a big thank you to everyone who's pulled buckthorn um, it, it's a plant that just is not for our area it's it's too it it's too aggressive and it and it outcompetes a lot of our native and we need we need our natives out there too so Thank you for everybody for pulling that up. And thank you, Ken, for announcing that, that information and sharing that conservation magazine with us. Yeah, that buckthorn's tough stuff. It's tough. It's yeah. tough. Yeah. Uh, the texter says, speaking of rock, which we were earlier, <laughs> my, my mom's yard has a mess of rock and deteriorated plastic and soil in the area. Mm-hmm. And uh, he or she also says the squirrels have stolen half the rock. Those are some tough squirrels. Those are <laughs> tough squirrels. Can I, rocks. Can I? The question <laughs> is, can I just put wood mulch over it all? Uh, well, there's no law that says you can't. Um, but it's it's maybe going to be really awful for the next homeowner. It it's not really going. It's just going to decompose, and those rocks are still going to be there. Uh, and the plastic's still going to be there. I would say if you can at all possibly uh, pull up the plastic and get rid of that out of the environment. The rocks aren't a, that big of a deal. Rocks are in the soil. It's, it just means that if you go out there to dig, you're going to hit rocks all the time. Uh, it'll be really good for soil drainage and that. And then you can put the, the uh, mulch over the rocks. But I would, if you can possibly pull up that plastic, just so it's not deteriorating, not putting more microplastics into our soils. I wonder what those squirrels are building. Those squirrels, what are they doing with the rocks? Are they having rock fights? Or, I, I'm hoping they're not putting them in their nests because those yeah. nests can fall down and that a can fortress. hurt. And, Making oh a squirrel God. fortress. Uh, we do not need squirrels with rocks. It's <laughs> not a good thing. Uh, listen, we, we've kind of addressed this topic, but uh, this texter says, I have a maple tree that was planted last fall. It's a good idea to be watering it now, and I suppose the same answer applies, right? Water if the ground is fro- is not frozen. If the ground is thawed out, yes, do water. Uh, that would be wonderful for those trees. And and while you're going out there to check if the ground's frozen, check for critter damage. I noticed that my little rose bush that I've been kind of hiding from the squirrels for years, they have now pruned it back to 10 inches for me. Uh, two, quite, two little snip snips, and it was beautifully pruned. Thank you, rabbits. Uh, but that was my fault for not protecting it because I just thought they haven't, they've ignored it for years. But so watch for rabbit damage and things like that and make sure that you do have some protection on that on that bark because maple maple bark is absolutely delicious to bunnies and deer and things. Let's grab one more before we do a quick break. Um I haven't heard of this but maybe you have. Good morning. Would you like would like to try growing Okinawan purple sweet potatoes? Hmm. Can you tell me where to get them? Best method, time of year to plant them? Uh, thank you. It comes from Jeff from Eden Prairie. I've never heard of that. I have never heard of them, but they sound absolutely delicious. I've heard of some of the, um, oh, maybe I have heard of them, and they're really supposed to be quite good. I would look, I would go online and look online for, for some um, slips that you could purchase online. Uh, you could go to some of your nurseries and ask them if they will be having those potato slips uh, that you could purchase online. Uh, you could go to some of your nurseries and ask them if they will be having those potato slips. Uh, they're they're more of a specialty, so they probably won't. You probably will have to order them online, and then you would plant them up as any sweet potato. Um, you grow the slips on. Once the slips are are big enough, then you flip them, you take them off and let them root out, and then you plant them. And I'm not a sweet potato expert, although I love eating them. But I've heard the purple. I've heard the purple ones, and it they did have. 
a name like that are supposed to be totally delicious. Hmm. Well, knowing our, our smart listeners, we may be hearing back more from listeners who, yes. who do have some input on that. Plus, we have some, like you suggested, great garden centers who would be glad to help centers, you yeah. out here. And, and check them. Maybe your garden center is willing to order them for you. Yeah, good idea. Hang on, Teresa. We'll take a quick break and be right back after this break with more Smart Garden Show. 32 degrees in the Twin Cities on our way to near 40 on News Talk 830 WCCO. Just a reminder, coming along next hour, Andy Lindis will be joining us. Uh, any kind of a home improvement question you might have, Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction will be fielding those questions. So keep that in mind for next hour. In the meantime, we're in the midst of our Lawn and Garden Show called Smart Garden. Master Gardener Teresa Rooney is uh, answering those questions. Speaking of Master Gardener, are there classes coming up, by the way? There are classes coming up. I'm a Hennepin County Master Gardener, so we have a lot of classes coming up. So I would suggest that you go to hennepinmastergardener.org and look at our classes. I know we have one of our winter dreaming summer eating classes starting today at 10. Um, it will be repeated again. We also have our Veggie Growing Basics uh, series of classes coming up. Uh, these are all free and they're online so that you guys can can uh, come from all the Everywhere in the state, even Wisconsin or North Dakota or Iowa, wherever you listen to WCCO, and you can come and, and learn about gardening, and it's all online, so you can be in your jammies while you do that. Uh, there's also going to be a lot of classes offered by other counties of Master Gardeners, so check with your Master Gardener county, see if they have classes. Uh, there's just everything. We just want to share classes, and we have a lot of uh, classes coming up for you, so Great. come and join us. Texter says this, uh, Teresa, if lilacs uh, haven't been blooming, should you prune them now? If, if they haven't been blooming, uh, think about why they're not blooming. Are they old and are they in the shade? Uh, that's probably what you're running into is they're in the shade or they've gotten really tall and the blooms are way at the top so you can't see them. Go ahead and prune them. You can do what's called a renewal pruning, renewal, and you can go to the extension website, extension.umn.edu, and look up lilacs and how to do a renewal pruning. It'll tell you how to do that. So you can cut them all the way back, or you can do it over three years. It's however you want to do it. But understand if they're not going to be in the sun, you're still probably not going to get a lot of blooms. For those that just joined us a little bit late, we, we had a text about some uh, squirrels that were removing <laughs> rocks, and I knew we'd get a comment about that and uh, because we have such smart listeners. We do. Uh, a listener says, squirrels do put them in nests. The oh, rock retains the squirrel's body heat once they warm up. Seriously. Ah, okay, that makes so. sense. Yep, okay, that makes sense. I oh, just worry goodness. about those nests falling out of trees during yeah. storms, though. That's Interesting. Hurt. That's going to hurt. All right, we have so many texts here. Smart um, listener, thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, this listener did not get the tulips and daffodils planted last fall. Can I plant them now in pots? You can plant them in pots. They will need a chill time, so you're going to have to put them in an area where they can get chilled. Uh, refrigerators are nice for that, but you can't have any fruit in your refrigerators like apples during that time. And some of those chill times are going to be 14 to 16 weeks, so you're looking at quite a number of months. Uh, so get them chilled as quickly as possible and uh, then plant them up in the pots. Should we, Texter says, trim down geraniums now that uh, that have been growing in the south window all winter or wait until when? 
you could go ahead and trim them back now if they're getting really leggy. If they're nice and big and full, I wouldn't trim them back. If they're getting kind of leggy, though, go ahead and trim them back with the increased sunlight. Hopefully that will help the new growth be not as as spindly or as long and leggy um, as you might be seeing now. But, yep, you can go ahead and trim them back. Uh, Maybe if you're a little worried about doing it so early because it is kind of early to do that, maybe just do a little bit of trimming on, say, only part of them. And then do some more a few weeks later and see how that goes for you. This, uh, te- oh boy, we're almost out of time. This tester says, I received a four and a half foot um, arborvitae shrub in a 14 inch pot for Christmas, ordered from a catalog. I did not have a sunny spot for it, but doing the best I can, I purchased a large plant dolly on wheels so I can rotate it toward the window. The needles are drying out now and the soil is hardening. Water rolls off it. When can I put this outside? It's too large to water in the bathtub. Help. I don't want to kill it. Uh, If you can dig the soil, put it outside now. If you can dig that hole, uh, work on digging that hole and get that outside as quickly as possible. Otherwise, if you can, just lift the pot and put it in a bucket of water so that it can reabsorb. Uh, that that soil is it's hydrophobic now, and, and that plant's going to die if it doesn't get water. So you're going to have to put it in water so that soil can rehydrate. Good luck. We talked about uh, sap, maple sap, mm-hmm. among other things, uh, and Cindy is asking this question. Because of the drought, does tapping uh, maple trees stress them now? It can. However, trees are pretty resilient. So instead of taking maybe 20 gallons, maybe you only take 10 gallons from the tree. Um, You tap it just lightly and you just take a small amount. If you don't have to tap, then you don't tap this year. Maybe you just give the tree a rest this year. Uh, It it is a little bit of stress on the tree, yes. Uh, Healthy trees can handle it. Uh, You have to judge how healthy your tree is. Good luck with that. And that's nice for you to be concerned about that. Thank you. Well, on that topic, uh, just a note from a texter. My brother-in-law and sister are maple syruping in Delano as of this past week. Already. Yeah. That's like a month early at least. So, mm -hmm. Somebody has a a, a little uh, recipe to kill box elder bugs. One tablespoon of Dawn soap. Use a 32-ounce spray bottle. The soap breaks down the bugs, outer shells, so they dehydrate. And bye-bye. It works, too. They had tens of thousands of bugs at our place this summer. So, uh, again, um, that uh, Dawn soap comes to the rescue. It's amazing. <laughs> we, uh, we, are just, we just have a minute to go, Teresa. So let's, let's do a little quick reminder of uh, checking out that wonderful website from the University of Minnesota, extension.umn.edu. And how about getting to the Arboretum? Get to the Arboretum and visit it. You'll you'll never regret it. Maybe even get a membership so you can get there more often. Yeah, and and, and you can uh, you can ask a master gardener on that website too, can't you? You can down toward the bottom of extension.umn.edu. There is an Ask a Master Gardener tab. You just click on that, highlight you know, put your cursor over it, click on it, and you get right over where you can ask a master gardener. You can even send up to three photos, and then the master gardeners will research it and get back to you with your yeah. with the answers, hopefully. Great. Teresa, thanks so much. We always you, have fun when you're on. Thanks so much. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Master, Master Gardener Teresa Rooney. She'll be back as well. And we'll be back with more Garden Talk next uh, next week in the 8 o'clock hour on our Smart Garden Show. Now, get those home improvement questions ready for Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. Uh, right now, it's cloudy, 32 degrees. We're heading for 40 in the Twin Cities today. But by Tuesday, we could be near 53. Stay with us here on CCO.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.